0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter. That is Connor, and we are going to talk about the Boys season one, episode six. It's called The Innocence. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, uh, this this episode kind of ramps up the coming conflict between Billy and Huey, and I would sort of say that's the main storyline line, but obviously some other interesting stuff in there as well, and the random Tara Reid cameo for some bizarre reason. I don't I don't know why.
1: Why not?
0: And Hilly Joel Osmond's in this is a proper character, uh yeah. as well for some reason. Uh, which I'm not complaining about. It was just I saw him and went, Yeah, that looks like Hilly Joel Osmond. Like you can tell even though I've not seen him since he was a kid, I can just look at him, that's Hilly Joel Osmond. If anything, when we see footage of him as a kid in this and his TV show, you know, the fake TV show yeah. where he was like a superhero, I'm like, that's not Hilly Joel Osmond. I know what Hill Joel Osmond looked like at that age. He didn't look like that. It's a fair point it's so one of the problems with using actors who were kids as actors and then grow up and then you have to do flashbacks and you hire someone no, I know it. Like, but we all know what they look like yeah yeah it doesn't work yeah. it doesn't work as well uh so hughie is with annie he's in the in the in the bar and they're kind of hitting it off doing trivia running to one of hughie's old friends who kind of just it's kind of just a dramatic beat where he kind of says hey robin would want you to move on she seems great um but obviously he's still kind of feeling his his guilt from from yeah. everything um, and we see that Annie's speech is playing on TV and it's getting a lot of, a lot of buzz and people are talking about and she's what she said she's
1: not said. really been seen since yeah she's been hiding this from the it's been uh, two weeks I think
0: yeah she's been hiding from the filming crews because they're they to do like a bunch of little documentary vignettes showing uh, honestly? who honestly
1: I think my biggest disappointment with this episode is that it's not
0: just the mockumentary episode. You waited a whole hour of just all this mockumentary stuff. I did. I really did. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, but she you know, she she has her own couple of scenes. She, she, Annie's plot in this one's kind of weird actually. I especially noticed it when I was skimming through it again is that she has a couple of big scenes towards the start and then disappears for like the bulk of the episode and then has a couple of big scenes at the end. It's a very interesting layout of her stuff. Well
1: she's He's uh off the grid, so kinda works.
0: But she yeah, so Huey, um we'll stick with him just now and Billy, because Huey uh when they're with everyone with the boys at the, the headquarters and they're going over everything they've learned, uh they come to this conclusion that okay, no, they're they're making soups uh with, with compound V uh with the babies, which is certainly what we were thinking. Um I don't know if we can take this as a 100% confirmation yet. However, by the end of this episode, I'm convinced that Homelander's the only one who isn't and that everything comes from him. Yeah, probably. I just, I, given that we've, we'll be learning this, that he never really had parents, that his, like, family his Kent farm is fake, that that never happened, and we see, like, a flashback with him with his baby blanket as a, as a camera. No, he's from somewhere else. Maybe he's, maybe he's an alien, but everyone else is created from him. I think that's very
1: likely. I think the only way that you could still tell me as he was created is uh when they create and they realize the extent of the powers that he developed. Uh, you know, very you know, obviously we see they develop the powers very um. early on.
0: Maybe they just went, Nope, too dangerous. We're keeping this one. Sorry, parents. Oh sure. Yeah. Or maybe they toned it back after that. Like, okay, maybe maybe delete the compound a little bit. This one's a bit too Yeah, just give them the one or two powers, not all of them. Yes. Um so Billy um, keeps dropping hints about Starlight. He, he keeps saying, like, oh, the soups are all the same, they're all awful, they're all evil, including Starlight, and kind of, like, you know, looks right yeah, at him. Yeah, because uh, when they're in the, the, the base
1: here and they're all like, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this, and, and, uh, and he was just like, so I guess I'll just uh, keep working the Starlight angle, hey? <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, uh, they're immediately just on to him, and they're and, and just like, yeah, so... uh." We've been getting nothing from my phone
0: for like a week. You wouldn't have something to do with that now, would you? Yeah, I may have taken that that bug off of it. Um, so Billy insists that, that Huey come with him, and they go to this uh, this group meeting, this uh, you know self help group uh, where they're in the circle, you know tr- traditional style, and it's basically all people who are injured or have fallen victim to the collateral damage of superheroes. So yep. there's one woman there who was saved uh, from dying, but it did snap her spine the way she was caught. So yep. I, uh, I appreciate that this scene went in a totally different direction to what I
1: expected. Sure. Um. You know, you, you start this scene. You see, you know, you see, you know, take Huey in, and it's like, okay, he's, he's going to try and make Huey speak
0: at this group, right? Yeah, I've actually thought that fairly enough. I where I thought it was going to go was that he the whole point was to sort of like let Huey see all the other victims of superheroes to like show him that they are all bad that that he can't. But of course, it doesn't even go in that direction. It goes in this place where uh, Rufus from Timeless, who we've seen working at Vought, is is here. And he's telling this story about it was the ice princess, the superhero. Because Billy's been kinda of rude and kinda of jumping in and like guessing things as he's telling the story, which yeah. typically you're not supposed to do at these types of meetings, just for just FYI for anyone who's gonna go and visit one. A L- little bit of meeting etiquette. Yes. Uh but he's talking about how he fell for this this, you know, superhero with freezing powers and when they were having sex sh- at climax, she turned to ice. To and he was still inside her, and it was, the temperature was the same as liquid nitrogen, and it snapped off his dick. And Billy cracks a couple of funny jokes as, as to this. Uh, you know, he says, oh, let's get back to the escapades. Because the person running the group's like, hey, maybe you should share, because you're very outspoken. You should share. Give him the talking stick, because they've got a stick. And Rufus tries to give him a stick, and he gets very aggressive. He gets very... Yes, he says, yeah, give me that stick and I'll shove it where, where your dick used to be and you know he calls them all sea bombs and he's doing all that and he's like you're all sitting around praising them and just being sorry about what happened to you as if it was an accident did it ever occur to you that they did this for a laugh where's your anger Where, where's your rage where's your self-respect and i think what's really good about this is that he is coming off as a complete and utter dick but at the same time you actually understand and obviously we get a, a clearer context as the episode goes on Is to you know obviously we know his wife is missing that is what we know so far she's been missing yeah. for years and we find out eight years specifically later on, and later we do get some prime context where he takes Huey to the the last known location, that place we saw in the video camera footage. Yeah. And he just came out, out with it and says, Homelander raped her, and I think it's interesting that's coming from him that he knows us about Homelander because one of the first things that you know back in episode one when they were talking about the various superheroes it was him out loud that says no no one's got anything on Homelander he's squeaky clean which does not mean that he doesn't believe that he's evil or that he knows that he's evil because he clearly does it just means that there's no proof of it there's no way to to track it um so I think coming from him's a big deal it's a really good moment I think it's acted very well by uh Carol Auburn yeah, I think it's it's real nice coming after you know the the meeting where he could have shared this story. Um, yeah, but he did it with Huey instead because he yeah. sees Huey as someone who suffered a similar thing because of what happened to Robin, and that's what he does. He compares Rebecca to uh, to Robin and says, "No, we have to do this for them, and we can't be distracted by other people or other birds," as he uh, puts it. Especially not super. And I think he is someone who has become like. I mean, he is an extremist, but I don't think that's the right word I'm looking for here. He's some. He's someone who's become obsessed with the idea of a super um, to a fault, but I think he's someone you can very understandably see where he's coming from and why he feels this oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, because who could stop Homelander? Who, who could? It's one of those where he, he's kind of gone too far to a point
1: where he's wrong to think everyone's like Homelander. Absolutely, yeah. Don't get me wrong. A lot of
0: them are bad, clearly, but not all of them. Yeah, this, this is like... um any group of people being judged because of the actions of one person like that, you know like yeah. it's the idea that you steal my donut and then all of a sudden I think all gingers are donut thieves like to be fair we are <laughs> okay bad example but <laughs> you know like, like it's, it's very much that and I, I think um, you sympathize with him you understand his rage and I think that's you know what makes this better writing than it otherwise would be is that I'm seeing his point of view and while I don't necessarily agree with him I'm understanding why he feels this way, and I don't hate him for it. Like, I want him to come out... I want him to realise that he's wrong, but I don't hate him for thinking this because of what he's went through. And, you know, the idea of Homeland of raping someone is vicious as hell. Like, no one on Earth could stop him. Like, he can do whatever he wants, and this is, like, the most personal thing Because oh, all the things we've been talking about for all episodes, like, oh, he can, he can tear apart cities, he can kill thousands and millions in the blink of an eye, but we never stopped and thought of what can he do to one person in private.
1: Oh, absolutely, um, and and it makes me think. You know, maybe not the this season in particular, but the
0: the series as a whole is just when does Homelander snap? We might be getting close to. I, I mean, I don't know if Homelander's like a major character for the whole story, or if he's like a first chunk yeah, I'm, thing. I'm, or... I'm not sure, obviously, but it feels like you know. Okay, we know how
1: terrible he is. We've seen he's kind of getting, uh, you know, bored of being with with Vault. Really, mm. you know, he's disillusioned by the system. But bored of putting up the
0: pretense,
1: yeah. How long till he? I feel like it's an
0: inevitability at this point, and it's just a it's just a matter of when, knife. Yeah. Uh. So no really well done scenes, and then of course, later, Huey is back with Annie. Um. And they're at the bar again, and I, you know, it's a great thing where he sees Robin, but then Robin disappears after they kiss. You know, him and Annie kiss. And she's like saying, Oh everything in New York sucks, but the one thing that I found here that's that's been good is you. And it's kind of a sweet scene, you know, she's saying, Oh, we should go to this place in Hawaii that's got pink sand and <laughs> like she's really uh I think it was Hawaii. I don't know. Pink, but I mean, pink sand beach. I, it was a pink sand beach. Yeah, because he
1: asked her what the name was and she was like Pink Sand Beach. he was like, Yeah, oh, that's real inventive.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he you know and he's like oh are we actually talking about it? this is a thing we're actually going to do and um and then of course billy shows up and he's all pleasant to her in front of you know when she's there but when she goes off to get something to drink he then makes it very clear that he's going to tell her about translucent and reveal Joe, i thought what it was interesting done.
1: i'm not i wasn't sure it was necessarily that he was going to tell her but more it might just come out uh
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, he seems very... Because the thing is, he says when, and then Huey notes, notes that and says, what do you mean, like, when? Yeah. Um. So I think, I mean, whether or not he's planning on telling himself, or he just knows it's coming out because it's going to be a, an offshoot of whatever else he's doing next, Yeah, it's coming. Like, it's definitely coming. Yeah, out. I think it's it's going to be... Whatever happens, it's a result of something he does. I just don't know if it's going to be as direct as him just telling it. Yeah. Um. And... Uh, we'll jump back over to Annie, because Annie has a, a really interesting couple of scenes early on where she goes to uh, Stillwell, who's just fired the PR girl, who we've been seeing get really upset <laughs> a lot. Mm. And she tells Didn't Annie... Didn't fire her, though. That
1: it was a mutual agreement that, that she wanted to go in a different direction.
0: <laughs> she got fired. She did. She got totally fired. And Annie's asked to stop playing hardball and do what she's supposed to. And yada, yada yada and she's like no i'm not i'm not gonna do this like I, I i want to help people i don't want to do commercials i don't want to do documentaries and movies and all this other crap and i'm using my old costume and i'm, I'm done just bending over backwards for you and she's like well in that yeah. case you can leave the seven and she's like well you're going to fire someone who just reported sexual assault live on tv yeah that doesn't sound good for business and you know, I mean, I, I said, I, I said, stop playing hardball. All there. It's actually, I want to bring that back. Yeah, she plays hardball here, she's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going down that easy. And yeah, and and she
1: says, you know, oh, if people ask me who did it, I'm gonna tell them.
0: Yeah, and Stillwell's like, I mean, I have no idea who you're referring to, and Annie's like, yeah, you do. Like, and she walks <laughs> out. I think that's an interesting thing. to buy to this deep stuff, where he does have a history of this, and Stillwell knows about it, and. He, you know, he ends up making this crappy apology video that, you know, because we see him doing takes of it and he's, like, getting directions in between. So, it's, like, the most inauthentic thing you've ever seen. He's yeah. acting. This is a performance. He he does get called fish dick, uh, though. Um he By does. some passive uh, There was a bit where you can see it on the TV
1: that has a headline, like, questioning, you know, oh, you know, Starlight, so, you know, what was it con- you know, re- regret or... Uh, whatever the phrase was it was it was a specific phrase going well did she just change her mind and, and that's what this is you know that was that one of
0: the headlines on the tv it was also one of the tweets gone. actually uh, at the start when they were showing her interview there was like they showed like a twitter feed mm-hmm. and one of them was is, uh yeah. regret is not rape and obviously it's just it was, it, was, it was a few shitty comments you recognize from just the world every time this yeah. happens every time someone accuses someone of something it's, this is the stuff yeah. that kind of gets churned up um and she has a great scene with Maeve uh, after this scene with Stillwell, where Maeve's kind of complaining every time she's on a red carpet doing interviews. Now she's asked about Annie. Are you supporting Annie? Like Annie, like you know, you're supposed to be sisters in arms. And she can't say no. Yeah, but she's kind of okay. pissed at Annie's getting all the spotlight, and Annie's like, you know, I used to look up to you. I read like your your book about you saving kids in a school bus, and you went to all the physical therapy afterwards, and it really inspired me. But I guess that was just written by the marketing people. And she, she walks out, and it's kind of this. You know it's this again it's a cynical Maeve who's been broken down and doesn't really believe in Ethan anymore and annie who's still trying to believe and you know fight for what she is and what she believes to, herself to be uh and i mean that leaves to to have scene where her girlfriend or ex-girlfriend shows up um at the, while they're the, filming her her segments yeah and melrose from glows the director of all this stuff uh, i recognized her from that and she's you know, directing, and they're in front of a fountain, and she's doing a pose, and she's giving a speech, and it's all the thing. And of course, the big thing plot-wise here is that they actually catch her on film, uh talking about the, the relationship. uh So this is about to become public knowledge. There's no way it's not. Um, I will say, for a superhero, I feel like she should maybe notice the giant boom make that the guy's kind of like because he actually because I because I was questioning. Like, you see him creep up yeah, there, don't you? Like. You wouldn't be able to heal them from that distance, but you can actually see the boom mate did just going up and just sort of like over the statue or whatever it
1: is. The, it's like these letters, I think is, the, is what they are. Yeah, it's so like a monument sign. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Big stone uh, letters. Some, you know, big like you know, statue-sized letters. And it's just you can just see the boom stick it out from the edge <laughs> of one of them. Okay, to be honest. Yeah, if Maeve catches you, she's... <laughs> it, it was business for like, I want this full episode as the mockumentary that this is. Mm. That that was the best bits.
0: Yeah, and Leia may have apologised to her actually, uh, which you know th- th- I didn't quite necessarily see coming. I-, I think the redemption of Maeve and her fighting back, or at the very least, I see her having a big redemptive moment, um, possibly mm. against Homelander himself at some point. Yeah, I mean, we. I'm not entirely sure
1: how strong Maeve is. I don't know if she can stand up to Homelander, but I mean. Wait, I, every, I don't think she can. Helps.
0: I don't think she can take him down. But like, I feel like she might sacrifice herself to like stop him doing something. So something to delay yeah. him just enough that whatever he was going to do won't not happen. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. Uh, um, it's interesting because you feel like, oh, she might just she'll go public with you know things like the plane or so you know an incident like that, and just be like, no, I'm not, I'm not following your line anymore.
0: Uh, I, I, I think you know the the thing that's right. I can see Maeve dying. I can see Maeve wanting to do something with like that, but being taken out by Homelander before she can.
1: No, but that's the thing. Her doing the thing that's right and just dropping the pretense makes Homelander immediately more
0: dangerous because there's nothing to stop him then. Which actually I think needs, leads us neatly back in to to Billy's plot because Billy goes to see uh, a CIA lady whose name I cannot remember. It's his, his, yeah. his, uh, his, his wife's sister. Raynor. It's not his wife's sister. We talking about? Oh no! Sorry, <laughs> never mind. That's a different character. Um, it is. We go to see Renner, and she, you know, presents her with all the information. I've got a compound V. We've got, you know, evidence that they're doing this, and they're making supers, and yada yada yada. And gives her a list of of uh, demands, essentially. Just this is what you know we want for for turning all this information in and working with us. An office salary. Yes, uh, immunity, and so on and so on. And the one thing that she says she can't give him is Homelander. That we can't, like, try and go prosecute after him. him to, prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law, I think was the the phrase. Yeah, but she's not willing to do that. And he's and he says, you know what he did. So, so she knows. She knows what, what he needs revenge for, what he needs justice for. And she says she sympathises, but ultimately they can't because it's not... I mean, you're willing to commit suicide. Like you're willing to be killed by him for doing this, but thousands of people might die because you did this. If he gets upset, it and it really kinda of set into the idea of like the idea of the fear because that there are people kind of higher up that kinda of know what he's like and they're just yeah. so terrified of what he might do if they actually speak out against him, if they try and discipline him, if they try and stop him, that it's just too dangerous. He could do anything they want, so they have to almost pretend that everything's okay, just so that he'll be as calm as possible the entire time. Pretty much. Uh, so that's a really interesting and terrifying idea, which I thought was really cool. So um, that was really neat. Uh, obviously, the big plot we've not spoken about so far is Hill uh, Joel Osment, uh as the 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 mesmerizer. I think was the yeah that was the it. name, and he was at a TV show as a kid. But basically, he can uh, read your your thoughts uh, via physical contact. If he shakes your hand, he can read you. And um. They, they go to this convention because they want to try and communicate uh, with uh, who, who we find out is called Kimiko, uh, the, uh, the who previously referred to as the female, or we very briefly referred to her as the honey badger. Um, but uh, Kimiko, they want to uh, communicate with her because she can't speak, obviously, uh, at least not in their language. At least, or if she can, she's not doing it. She's being quiet. Yes,
1: yeah, she, she certainly understands their language yeah at the very least
0: because i've been kind of expecting that moment where she says something and everyone goes whoa Later, you know, i'm kind of waiting for that we, surprise we
1: kind of got that moment where she she just like shook her head or something um mm. but that was almost that moment still That was the first time she she actively communicated
0: but they go to see him and because of um mm's connections uh with social services He's able to like get him a meeting with his daughter, which is what he really wants. And this is kind of the leverage of like, "Hey, I'll set this up as a consistent thing if you, you know, help us and read this this girl." And he's wanted to do it, and he gets his hand broken <laughs> for his for his troubles. Yeah, <laughs> for his troubles. That,
1: that, that snap sounded fantastic.
0: Yeah. Also, I like that people are flirting with him by just saying, "Hey, read my thoughts," and he's like, "Oh, here's my number." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. that was amusing too. Um, and I, I like the neat point as well where he tries to shake Billy's hand and Billy's just like mm, and walks out. And the same again with Homelander as well, where he's like, no, I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, it, it was a
1: nice, was, I thought it was a nice sort actually early on in this, you know, when MM was like, go on then, why don't you find out who I am? You know, and offers him his hand, which I thought was, it was an interesting twist because usually in this scenario you expect them to be, you know, cagey, going, oh, you know, I'm, well, I'm not, not falling for that. Hey,
0: it's the quickest way to get all the information to him. It was, yeah. Yeah, just here, read, read the thoughts and have it. And sure enough, um, you know, he does read it a couple of times, you know, they have to do it a second time and they get Enough that they think she's a terrorist, that she, she was fighting for this liberation because uh, they recognize the, the symbol that he describes uh, in, in the flashback, as it were. Um, yeah. And they think, wait, is she a terrorist? Holy shit. And then he reads her again and it becomes clear that her and her brother were actually kidnapped and forced into this this organization. And it, the reason why she wants to leave is she wants to go and save her brother. So yeah, it makes her obviously sympathetic, if she wasn't already. Um, certainly reestablishes it after you think she's a terrorist for a couple of minutes. And... You know, friendship at the end of the episode gives her a choice. He's like, if you want to leave and go after your brother, I'll understand. But if you stay and help us, we can maybe take down the people who are doing this to you. And she holds his hand, you know, which sounds like a yes. You know, or looks like a yes, I should say. Yeah, it feels like she's staying. She's a space girl. Yeah, I think that's the moment. Yes. Um, but the other big point we have to point out here is that what they were doing with her is that they were intentionally taking someone who's part of this terrorist group Doping them up with superpowers so that this will be a a reason for Congress and the the Western world essentially to say no, we need to send in superheroes because they've got superheroes. It's like,
1: hey, they've got soups. We need soups. But yeah. This
0: is the equivalent of they've got nukes, so we have to we have to do things. Yeah,
1: yeah, I never heard that before. Have <laughs> <been>?
0: <laughs> I couldn't do a Bush impression, so I just I thought. I'll, <laughs> what I'll about Blair play. impression? That might have been easier. Uh, a what impression? Blair, Blair. I can't. I can't do a Blair impression. Yeah, can't do a Blair. Yeah. No. I. I think I'd have an easier time doing a Bush impression, to be honest, than a Blair impression. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I find it. I find a proper English accent to be really. I can do like a comical one, but I can't do like a pr- a proper one. Yeah. Speaking of accents, uh, some some words. To be first time I had a
1: pr- real problem with Carl Urban. Oh, okay. Uh, the pronunciation of a a certain swear word. Was done in a very American fashion, uh, which I was willing to let slide. But then Huey used the same word later in the English fashion. So I don't. Uh, maybe the you know, maybe he's an English actor. I don't know. But
0: um uh, this begin with a T? It does indeed. Okay, right. It means the same thing as the C word. Just for anyone keeping track. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: but it really bothered me that, that it was the the you know the 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 American version like more, more than once, and then the the English version was there alongside in a scene with him still. Uh, that's why. Do, do you think New Zealanders
0: don't use that word? Like, I don't know. Um, and that's why, that's why he's defaulting to the American one because that's the only one that he's really heard. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. That's interesting. I met. He lives in New Zealand. I have to hit him up and find out. Oh, well, maybe it was a direction. I mean, it was weird if Huey was saying the other one, but... like that,
1: That's why I was going to let it slide, because I thought, ah, you know, you know, American production, whatever. But then the English version came out, you know, in the middle of the the, the usages from, from Urban.
0: So it threw me. Yeah, it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. So, yeah, so we're building some big conspiracy stuff there, which is cool. Uh, and it ties her into the plot that we're doing with Stella Well, with them trying to get the, the Supers into the military and so on and so on um so that's all really good uh speaking of stillwell she has to go and babysit a uh, homelander again um and if it wasn't erotic enough for you last episode uh she caresses his crotch whilst convincing him to do the story that he wants you know the mother story about the cake uh so that he gets because he gets really upset because they put his real baby blanket in the room like his fake childhood room because it is it's the kent farm like they're, they're trying to sell him as the the superman right the kent farm kind of thing yeah um but you know it's it's all fake he's never been here before it's, he's it is no this is you know all american
1: kind of just hey he went and played you know little league baseball and built model planes with his father and his mother played piano yeah <laughs> and look at the you know typical you
0: know white picket fence american house essentially yeah. I'm not so, sure if it
1: actually had a white paper but you know the, the image was there.
0: Yeah. Um, so no, and he gets really upset, but he's he, he does it. But he, again, you can see him getting tired when he when he does tell the story. When the yell cut, he's like, "All right, we're done." And like you know, his his face, you know, the smile just drops, and he's he's miserable. He's miserable. So well, he's getting he is, yeah. He's getting dangerous. He's getting very dangerous. Um, Should mention there's, there's going to be a Starlight movie, even though Starlight's not agreed to be anything <laughs> So just we'll point that out uh, for one. Uh, a couple of little things along the way that are that are worth mentioning um there is one of the interview segments with a train uh they bring up Popclaw, and he kind of gets <laughs> yeah it it, pretends it, like emotional. he doesn't know he's like,
1: who's that, yeah.
0: that oh, oh you're on a show uh, uh well i've not seen her in years I don't know. yeah but it, 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 it ends in kind of an emotional beat they also show that he's trying to beat his record uh, with his brother and he's just not doing it, and it's you get the impression that the last time they took this this reading was or tested this it was when he was on Compound V, so he's just not comparing to himself. Yeah, because um, he tries over and over and over again, and it just doesn't work. So, no, um, uh, I, I think to be fair, it also works as even if he wasn't on V when he took that record, it looks he's, he's you know is affecting him; he's off his game. Sure, yeah, I could I could see that. I can see that. Um, oh, there was a Seth Rogen cameo in this as well.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a
0: producer on the show though, right? So. Yeah, he was he was interviewing with Black Noir and then Billy Zane was back at the convention scene with, with everyone. Yeah. lot of l- little things like that, uh throughout. Actually Joe you know I really enjoyed this was when they were before they got the idea to uh, sort out uh, the communication problems. There's a little speech that French gives to Mother's Milk, um, where he's like, I have seen you eat ice cream no?" and he's like, What? Or like uh, Rocky Road If a, this is almost, uh, and he, he goes into this thing where he has a little bit of ice cream but he's upset that once he starts eating it that, it that it's not a flat surface anymore so then he has to keep eating it to try and even it out so he ends up just eating the whole tub Um, I hate how much I relate to this yeah me too Be- <laughs> because I like to try and get it flat again
1: <laughs> I always do yeah to the point where I'll, I'll sit there with, with the spoon and just kind of, you know, scrape. run the back of the spoon yeah. across it. It's not scrape, it's more of a rub.
0: No, because if I have like a, because obviously you've been scraping out, you'll have like a sort of a peak in the middle of the two scoop sections. I'll just sort of scrape that out with the tip of the spoon <laughs> to try and flatten you it No, I'll do that as well. Get it close with some scraping
1: and then kind of like <laughs> a circular rub with the spoon, the flat, you know, the back of the spoon to kind of even it out.
0: Yeah. My little was very, uh, uh, relatable this episode he was also on the phone to the the missus about her not watching one more episode of a tv show so that he wasn't behind one so they could still binge it together (laughs) yeah i think the only unrelatable part of
1: that was i think it was down to i
0: mean yeah i mean taste aside that's not
1: yeah 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 but if you watch it then i'll be one behind and 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 how when am i going to catch up (laughs) (laughs) then
0: Yeah, a lot lot of reliable stuff coming from him this episode which which i uh, appreciate Uh the last thing I have to mention about Homelander though uh of course is that um uh mesmerizer uh calls him and goes to see him and gives him information about all the people who came to speak to him gives him information he says the French guy black guy English guy, and it's like hey these are the these are the people um so he has a lot more information at the end of this episode Yeah, he's got clear
1: pictures of all of them
0: yeah he takes and- his phone. And he's got X- X-ray vision and all sorts of shit. He can...
1: Yeah, and, and we've seen how quickly they track down Frenchie with one little picture. So, uh, well, not, not not trying to find him, but, you know, all his aliases, all the information they could need.
0: Yeah, Um. so that's neat. I'll tell you what I like I like the idea that, you know, he, when he's about to see his daughter, which, by the way, somebody tries to hand her a VHS of his old TV show, and she's like, but I it don't it. was a DVD, it. to be fair. Was it a DVD? It looked like a VHS to me. No, yeah. he said DVD, and she said, I don't have a DVD player. I don't think he said the DVD. He did. I saw the I'm, scene twice.
1: I'm, I'm willing to stake... I, I was sleep deprived when I saw it. I'm still willing to stake <laughs> reputation on this.
0: I think he just goes to hand it to her and says, here, so you can get to know me better. No, no, it was a DVD. They look like a VHS. Because I, I thought that was the joke, is that she just thought it was a DVD because she's not old enough to know what a VHS is.
1: No, I, I think she, I think he actually said DVD. Uh, i right. sorry, did
0: i will to check afterwards, but I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, okay. I made it like sleep paddled when I watched it. But
1: I'm sure, I'm sure he did. And I thought that's why I was, was like, no, oh, you're that old. She doesn't even have a DVD player anymore. That was meant to be old to us. Like, <laughs> the kids don't even have those now.
0: It's all streaming now for the kiddies. Yeah. Which is upsetting because there's so many obscure things that aren't on any of the streaming services that you never get unless you go out your way to get them. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's, the, that's the sad truth is that so much gets left behind so um, never never let another media die to a point just because I think it's important but anyway um, yes as you can see clearly <laughs> uh, behind me so um, no but no, what I like about him and his daughter is that you know he hugs her and stuff and he reads her and he knows that she she's willing to do this out of kind of politeness, that she's supposed to kind of give him a chance, but she doesn't really care about seeing him, or, or want to see him. And, yeah, because there's a bit, he's like, oh, do you hate me? And she's like, I even know you. Yeah, because he, he says this in the phone, where he says, this, hey, you don't have to set up these meetings, it's okay, Um, she, she doesn't really want him to see me anyway, Uh, just make sure she's got a happy life, kind of thing. And... It's kind of heartbreaking, so, so you kind of like him at the most you do at the whole episode at that point when he's made that right phone before, call. Right before he betrays them all. Right before he betrays them all. um, And you almost get the sense that, you know, because he, he wants to, he's like, oh, I, I work with A-Train, and he tries to shake his hand, and it, you almost get the sense that he's almost hoping that by doing this, he'll become important again, that he wants to be a hero again. Oh, he's trying. He's like, hey, can, you know, in exchange for this,
1: can you give me a job before? You know, nothing too high up. Oh, no, Don't be ridiculous. Just, just you know, a cushy five fix.
0: <laughs> but you know i just it, i think it's a really sad kind of story of like how he's become dependent on this life it it reminded me of like uh i mean he literally actually did act in something so it's a kind of a weird comparison but it does remind me of an aging actor who's like long out of the prime and no one wants to use them anymore and he's just yeah. kind of like trying he's just begging for relevancy again
1: no i think that's why it works here it's the, it's the kid actor
0: because you know he was the kid actor with superpowers but you know it doubles here is it funnier that it's Haley Jules Osmond who kind yeah. of hasn't been around acting wise yes, as an I, adult? I think, it's very in, I think it's an intentional casting choice because of that. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Hey, it was good in Sixth Sense. I don't think there's anyone who really disliked him. Yeah. He was on a few things around that time and then he just kind of disappeared, I believe. Yeah. Um. But hey. Uh, so that's episode six of of the boys, and sorry, this one took an extra day than it should have. Connor was sick, uh, and he's still miserable uh, for the wreck. I mean, he's always miserable, but you know, physically miserable. miserable right
1: now with bloody toothache
0: to the point where I almost did this one on my own uh, just to get out on t- on a reasonable time frame, and he could catch up with the next one. But um, yeah. here you go. This is episode six. Uh, we'll be back with episode seven as soon as we can. Uh, we're kind of prioritizing it a little bit and um, you can look forward to that but you can let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below, you can like and subscribe and all the usual stuff, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates, it is very important of course if you want to rate and review the podcast the audio version on your podcast app uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever um, some of the reviews that are already on there are actually pretty funny um, so you can go do that uh, the ones that dislike Connor especially usually give me a chuckle, but oh, I bet they do. you can go do that, um, you could of course support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV and this is perhaps one of the most important things you can do if you support us over there for as little as one dollar per month that you get access to a bunch of bonus stuff extras and early stuff and so on and so on um, and it helps keep, us keep the shows coming and maintains everything going you know forever potentially well until we're all dead i suppose at the very least i mean that has been uh the boys episode six so thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla